a guest star. Uh, uh, welcome back to the podcast, everybody. Um, I'm your host, Bryant Miller, accompanying uh, with my friend Shane King. And sit back, relax, um, take, just enjoy yourself. Today, we're going to talk about LGBTQ plus persons and our experiences with these uh, individuals and how society sees them and the challenges they have to face um, and personal lives and education and just anything in between. So to start, uh, I thought Shane and I would give our own personal definitions of LGBTQ plus just because when researching for this, there was no clear definition. And part of that is because there it is such a sensitive and changing thing that there really can't be a definition for this. So I'll go first. Uh, to me, LGBTQ plus is any person who doesn't see themselves as heterosexual or straight. So that could be a man with a man, a man, uh, a woman with a woman, or a man that was a woman with a woman, anything in between, uh, pansexual, any kind of sexuality, I think I personally think is grouped into this. And that's my take on it. So Shane, what do you have to say? Yeah, I would agree that it, it does uh, happen to fall in the category of anything that isn't heterosexual, whether that be homosexual, pansexual. Um, there's so many now that it's hard to keep up with, but I think that uh, the LGBTQ also entails the people that don't assign themselves with what, what their sex that was assigned to them at birth. And so if you were born and assigned a male, you don't, you don't see yourself as a male, you see yourself as a female, uh, the transsexual, stuff like that. Okay. So... Would would you say that um, the status of LGBTQ plus can't really be determined until you are old enough to decide that you are this person and you are not heterosexual? Because I personally think that that's how it is. You can't really decide that you are LGBT, LGBTQ plus until you are reach the age where that is where you identify as and that's what you want in life you want to be with whatever person you want or thing you want uh and um so i don't think it's something that could be given at birth i think it's something you have to develop later on and make it part of your identity which you aren't really born with an identity because it's something you develop as you grow as a person um, yeah, I think that it's it's definitely a hard thing to define because I think everybody wants to define it for other people. And you know, me being a heterosexual white male who was born a male, identifies as a male, it's something that I don't feel that is my – I'm not – I, one, don't have the expertise, and two, it's not my business to try to define because – it's not part that's not who I see myself I don't see myself as a part of the LGBTQ community so I think for me it's hard to define because it's so out of my element um, I do think you can decide when you know that age where you decide where 
if you want to uh, identify with the sex you were assigned at birth, it's hard because so many people want to put a distinct number on it. And I think with adolescents developing at different rates, it's it's really hard to put a number on it. And I don't know that there is a number you can put on it. I agree with that. Okay. So now talking about there being a certain age and everything, uh, let's discuss uh, the challenges that these individuals, the LGBTQ plus individuals have with reaching that age and trying to come out. Because there's been countless stories of people that will hold it until they are in their adult ages of 21 and plus to tell their family members and people that they love because they are just so scared of the reaction they'll get, even though these are people who, no matter what, have shown that they care about this person and love this person, but just the label that they give themselves and the people they choose to uh, be in relationships with, uh, to some people that fully changes the person, which I don't think that is how it should be. Because personally, as long as the person is happy and they aren't like trying to change you, I think everyone should just be whoever they want to be. I think that's a big part of it. And part of the whole changing out, change, uh, coming out is that it should be accepted, but at the same time, it shouldn't feel like a rally and trying to persuade people that that is the way that's when it's really just that individual way. It shouldn't be the universal way that everyone should go. It's just, this is my story. This is what I want to do, which should is perfectly fine. And that's how I feel that the LGBTQ plus reaction should go. It should, it should be a happy and peaceful thing that somebody can finally come out and say, this is who I am. This is what I define myself as. These are the people I want to be in relationships with, except me. That's perfectly fine. That, that can, that's acceptable. But to me, the people that block off streets and have protests and rallies to say, this is who we are, this, you should accept us, when there's a much more peaceful way of going about, about it. What do you think? Yeah, I, I think it's tough because, uh, you know, if you're an LGBTQ member and you you decide you want to come out, you know, you might be going and coming out to parents who maybe are Christian or any religion that kind of frowns upon or condones uh, anything other than heterosexuality. And I think that, you know, people are scared to come out and we are trying to be more of a progressive and accepting generation, but it is really hard because you do have so many conflicting beliefs. You do have people, either you have people that want equality or you have people that just don't accept it, don't want, they want to impede on your life because of their beliefs. Now, regardless of my beliefs, you know, I am perfectly fine with somebody being, you know, homosexual, being a friend. That is all fine. I don't, I don't want to impede on your rights as a free American or a human being at that point, it doesn't even matter if you're American or, or not. It's just being a decent human being. And, you know, growing up in a Christian household, you, you're, you're raised to love thy neighbor. No matter, no matter what you're raised to love your neighbor and be compassionate. And I think that we've kind of drifted away from that because I think 
we've grown up sometimes with hatred in our in our hearts and we just want to hate people that aren't like us and i think that's where race and you know homosexuality come across because we just for some reason we have hate for people who aren't like us and we think just because you aren't like us means you're not as good as us and that's where and there's a fine line um i think protesting for equal rights i i think that as long as it's peaceful i think it's great i think protesting is a great way to start to actually let people hear your voice and that's that's kind of what somebody needs is somebody just to hear their voice that's what it sounds like that's all they want they want equality and they want they want to be heard and they want to be recognized and so as long as their protest is peaceful i think that that you need to you need to do it it's part of being american um it's part of being a human our country was founded on protest and so i personally love the idea of peaceful protest as long as it keeps peaceful i'm all for it i agree fully with that uh, i find that a lot of these like unpeaceful protests and things are coming from the changing of times where this older generation that was grown like grew up on hate and has experienced hate doesn't like change and everything they are in positions of power while the people that are trying to bring in this new age of change and acceptance of everybody for just being who they are and who they want to be and not having to hide behind masks and disguises just to get through the day i think this rise of changing of times is what's come bringing forth all this uh, violence and stuff with protest because there's no reason for all this violence when it comes to people just trying to express who they are and there's so much hate online you'll see people come out and you'll inevitably see a comment or two it's like oh yeah I could have guessed that just how you looked, which that's not an appropriate thing to say. You can't just, yep, you look like you look like somebody who would be not heterosexual. Yeah, like that's just inappropriate to say. And with this changing of times, I think it needs to be more accepted that these people took a big step forward and are being vulnerable about their position in life, and they should should be fully accepted and not have to worry about somebody or two people saying, Oh yeah, I could have guessed that or just being so negative about it that they regret coming out and they live their life thinking that no one's going to accept them. So to put this in more of an education standpoint, um, what, how do you feel that, LGBTQ plus members uh, do in schools? Like, what kind of differences do you see from a, we'll say, normal heterosexual student compared to a um, LGBTQ plus student? Like, how, what, what differences do you see with how they learn or how their education process goes? Well, people who are LGBTQ from an elementary standpoint, they might be hiding their true identity. They might be not revealing their their true identity, how they see themselves. And that that can be really, really harmful in an education because if you're hiding yourself, you're not 
you're not being able to focus your whole time on your schoolwork. You're you're focusing more on hiding yourself than being able to be who you are, focus completely on school. And I'm not saying that the research says that LGBTQ do worse in school than heterosexual people because I don't know that research and I'm not an expert in that field. But working in education for a few years now and being a student for the last 15 years and coming to Ball State, it lets you see that these people don't, they don't want to hide who they are, but they feel like they have to. And that's a burden that can, that can just stop you from learning and because you have to focus your energy on other things rather than just sitting back and trying your best to learn. I agree. And then on top of that, they also have to worry about the bullying that comes from it because you'll have these kids of people that are still in the generation that was grown on hate. And that's all they know is hate, and they have their own issues that they can't deal with. So they're going to push that onto someone else and they're going to bully these people who are different from them because we've seen throughout history. If someone's different, they immediately are attacked first just for being different. And it's completely wrong, but that's another thing that these LGBTQ plus people have to deal with is just the fact that for bullies and stuff like that in schools, they're going to be a target just because they're different. And those the bullies don't know how to react. And so they're going to react to violence and hate. And in this day and age now where there's so much cyber bullying and stuff, it's it would be hard for them to avoid it without completely uh, – making themselves an outcast, which is what they're trying to avoid is being an outcast because they just want to be accepted from everybody or at, at least the majority. Um, just They just want to be accepted for being who they are. And they just want to live their life and not be in fear of being bullied or uh, failing classes because they have so many other things on their mind and they can't focus. Because they're trying to just live a day-to-day -day life without being attacked for being who they are and other things like this. And I, that's one of the major challenges I see for LGBTQ plus uh, individuals is with education and things like that. They have such a harder time because they just they are just trying to survive in a world, especially like a secondary school, like high school and middle school, where people are all changing. And if they have such a drastic change like that, they're immediately targeted and things like that. And it's, it's not right at all. And there needs to be things in there and it needs to be more looked at and they needs, they need more help in schools than they're receiving already because they have to form small groups and they just become outcast and all they just want to do is be accepted really. So now uh, we can talk about some personal experiences we've had. Uh, Shane and I live in a small town called Wabash, and we actually uh, know someone of the LGBTQ plus uh, group. Um, his name is uh, Brock, and he is a, uh, he's a drag queen now in Fort Wayne. And he's very successful. He's very open about it. But um, he still identifies as a man. 
even though he is in this LGBTQ community. And he he came out in high school and all this stuff. And uh, he was never really treated too badly. I, we wouldn't say our hometown wasn't really – it's really neutral on a lot of things, wouldn't you say, Shane? Yeah. Um, so it was, you didn't have mobs going after him. You didn't have too many people attacking him. Uh, we also had this another, another guy. His name was uh, Trace. He still identifies as a male, but he is part of the LGBTQ community. He is a uh, homosexual, and he is now a professional model. So um, these people who they've come out in high school and have been accepted, they're, they're striving in life. They're, they were doing what they want to do and they're have, They seem to be having a good time. So I would say that if we can get a more of a, uh, a larger number of schools and stuff to make programs and things to get students accepted for coming out and help them be accepted and, make it a, a normal to accept people for who they are more than we're already pushing now. I think these, these people who uh, are dealing with this identity, uh, I don't want to say crisis because it's not a crisis because it's who they are, but it's a crisis in the, in the means that they have to struggle to be who they are because they're afraid of being accepted. If we can get these people to uh, be accepted, I think that in an education standpoint, we would have more students that are learning and enjoying to learn because they don't have to worry about just being themselves. They can worry about their classes more and they can focus more on the classes because they don't have to focus on how am I going to avoid this person today? They've been bullying me a lot or how am I going to get through the day? I'm very upset because so-and-so made a comment about my uh, identity as an LGBTQ person. Yeah, um, I think it's it's hard. We we have to reset the norms. I think it's the LGBTQ community just wants they want to be free to live how they feel they are called to live. And you know, Trace is he still identifies as a male, but he is homosexual, and that is perfectly fine. And that's one of the greatest parts about the LGBTQ community is you can be who you are and you can just be free about it. And just like Brock, who is a drag queen, but still identifies as a male, that is okay. And I think the LGBTQ community just wants acceptance. And I think having a label of the LGBTQ helps them be united because they, they need to feel that they are a group united because growing up, they probably felt like they didn't have anybody. And so, one, we just have to reset the norms. We just stop worrying about if someone's homosexual, heterosexual. Get to know them. If you if you got to know Trace, I got to know Trace a little bit. He's a great guy. You know, it's yeah. a great human. So yeah. it's it's not about whether you're homosexual, heterosexual. Just learn to coexist and find more commonalities than differences. If you just focus on what makes you similar – as human beings, you don't have to focus on what makes you different as heterosexual versus homosexual. You can cut the break down the wall and just live free together. I fully agree. Yeah. Um, 
I got to know Trey, Sam Brock both very well, and they're great people. And I never felt any different that since uh, if, uh, because I identified any differently than I do. But uh, thank you all for listening. Uh, thank you for coming in and just relaxing with us, just listening to two guys talk about these issues that normal people don't want to talk about. So uh, thank you. Uh, we have three more episodes in this. Uh, no, four more episodes in this. Sorry. And next week we'll be talking about uh, socioeconomic status. So uh, thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you guys next time.